Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. My name is Kelly, a librarian at the Northwest Regional Library. Hello, I'm Roxy, also at the Northwest Regional Library. Uh, on today's show, we are going to discuss musicals, specifically Rodgers and Hammerstein and Irving Berlin's musicals. Now, what is a musical? There are a couple different definitions. Janine Bassinger, the author of the movie musical, states it is difficult to define what a musical is. She said just having a musical number in a movie does not make it a musical. Musicals are presenting the music as a performance, and musical moments are supposed to be about natural behavior. Not all musicals are happy. Showboat contains alcoholism and attempted murder. The movie musical is built around the idea that songs and dances can be used to tell a story. Most musicals are a balance between music and dialogue, but there are some which contain all music as seen in the 1964 French film, The Umbrellas of Sherbrooke. Britannica defined musicals as a musical comedy, theatrical production that is characteristically sentimental and amusing in nature with a simple but distinctive plot and offering music, dancing, and dialogue. So I disagree with this definition. We just saw that Showboat contains alcoholism and attempted murder. Come From Away is about 9-11, where the passengers got diverted to Newfoundland. Dear Evan Hansen is about suicide. And then West High Story, we have gang violence. Yes. So I don't believe Britannica is exactly correct. The movie musical was made possible due to sound. Edison introduced the first sound movie in 1896. And by 1913, over 100 American-made singing and talking films have been released. Hollywood inherited different types of musicals, such as the operetta, the opera, the backstage musical, the Cinderella story set to music, the biography, and the love story, etc. It was trial and error when it came to movie musicals. Eventually, Hollywood turned the musical into an integrated art form, which had songs and dances and stories interrelated. In The Secret Life of the American Musical, author Jack Bertel discussed the architecture of musicals. His opinion is that the golden age of musicals began on opening night of Oklahoma, March 31, 1943, and ended the opening night of A Chorus Line, July 25, 1975. He said during those decades, musicals found a form that was rock solid and satisfying to audiences that they revised and refined and it never abandoned it. What was the first musical you've ever seen, Roxy? As far as I can remember, it was in my hometown movie theater, and I remember that I was taken to see The Sound of Music, which nice. we've all seen on TV. Yes. So I saw it on the big screen as a little kid. And then as far as a TV musical, around the same time was Cinderella with Leslie Ann Warren. And I love Cinderella on TV. It's yes. so great. Yes. And Definitely. then I remember my first in person was probably the Instinctable Molly Brown. We saw it at a dinner theater. Um, I think it was called Carousel somewhere in Ohio. I can't remember. I just remember eating pork chops and they were really good. Yum. Eating. Yeah. And then on TV, I'm not sure. I remember the Cinderella and I also remember the Peter Pan one that they had on TV. Yes, I remember that too. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. But some of my favorite musicals uh, were written by Rodgers and Hammerstein. Uh, Richard Rodgers was born in New York, 
on July 28, 1902. Biography and Context stated that Richard Rodgers did not merely write Broadway musicals, he created the Broadway musical. And that's like a big statement right there. That's huge. Totally. Working first with Lorenz Hart and then with Oscar Hammerstein, he left two legacies. Roger and Hart wrote clever and witty and sometimes cynical musical comedies. And then Rogers and Hammerstein wrote serious and heartwarming dramas. So the second half, um, Oscar Hammerstein, he was born on July 12, 1895 in New York. He worked with Jerome Kern and he wrote Showboat, the 1927 operetta that changed the course of modern musical theater. Showboat was the first successful American musical strictly on an American theme. Hammerstein had written a folk play with characters and dialogue true to life, social problems mixed with humor, and lyrics that advanced the storyline. Considered to be one of his many masterpieces, it features songs Can't Help Love and Demand, Make Believe, Why Do I Love You, and Old Man River. There are five Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals that are considered classics. Oklahoma, Carousel, South Pacific, The King and I, and The Sound of Music. Oklahoma was the first Rodgers and Hammerstein musical and presented songs as an integrated part of storytelling, but also made the story count. My favorite Rodgers and Hammerstein musical is The King and I. The King and I is based on Margaret Landon's Anna and the King, and then the novel is based on two personal chronicles by Anna Leowens, the English governess at Siamese court, and the romance of the harem. The King and I is about an English governess who goes to Siam to teach children of the king in the early 1860s. My favorite songs are I Whistle, Happy Tune, and Shall We Dance. It's a great musical. I love the costumes in there, the big dresses. It was really great. That sounds pretty cool. And then South Pacific, which we can talk about. So I didn't like the movie, but you did. Yes. But I saw the stage production. I just thought it was amazing. I love the stage. My husband did not. (laughs) He won't see musicals with me again after we saw that. But, you know, they have the classic songs. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. And a cockeye optimist. I wish I could see that on the stage. I would love it. Okay. I'm a fan of Mady Rogers and Hammerstein musicals as well. Though I am going to talk about Irving Berlin and his contributions of the early to mid 20th century stage and screen musicals. How many musicals did Irving Berlin write? According to Gale History and Context, Berlin, unable to read music, like many other composers of the day, worked with a musical secretary and a transposing keyboard to write his lifetime total of approximately 1,000 songs. His catalog included the scores for 20 original Broadway shows and 15-plus original Hollywood films that charted eight Academy Award nominations. So first off, I wish to share a little information about Irving Berlin. His original name was Israel Berlin. He was born in 1888, Russia, and died in 1989, New York City. He was an American composer who played a leading role in the evolution of the popular song from early ragtime and jazz eras to beyond the golden age of musicals. His easy mastery 
of wide range of songs, styles, for both stage and motion pictures, made him one of the greatest and most enduring of American songwriters. In fact, in 1919, he founded the Irving Berlin Music Corporation to publish his own music. So, I am one of those people that haven't cut the cord. So, I often set my DVR to record old movies. In fact, there are quite a few musicals and comedies from the 1940s on my viewing list right now. I love classic movies, and I've watched a few of Irving Berlin's films through the years, and here are some of his works through his career. The Zigfield Follies was a series of elaborate theatrical review productions on Broadway in New York City from 1907 to 1931. They became a radio program as the Zigfield Follies of the Air. From the Follies came the films The Great Zigfield and Zigfield Girl, which starred Judy Garland, Lana Turner, Hedy Lamarr, and James Stewart. Then in 1946, the Zigfield Follies film was released starring Fred Astaire, Judy Garland, as well as other known stars. In 1930, there was Putting on the Ritz. The song Putting on the Ritz, composed by Berlin, was performed by Harry Reichman in the stage musical and later again by Fred Astaire in the 1946 film Blue Skies. It also had huge success as a pop rock hit and video in 1982 by the singer Taco. I remember that one. Now one film that I have definitely watched is Top Hat from 1935 where Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers danced away as he sang cheek to cheek. This scene is a must watch. It is one of my favorite musical segments of the movie. In 1937 there was On the Avenue. The film featured a couple of Berlin songs that I'm familiar with. I've got my love to keep me warm, and he got rhythm, excuse the singing. At a cost over $2 million in 1938, Academy nominated for Best Picture and Story was Alexander's Ragtime Band. You've probably heard Alexander's Ragtime Band as the song has been covered at least a dozen times by a variety of artists, such as Al Jolson, Louis Armstrong, Bing Crosby, and Bill Murray, to name a few. In May of 1940, Irving Berlin signed an exclusive contract with Paramount Pictures to write songs for a musical film titled Holiday Inn, which came out in 1942. The film starred two of my favorite singing actors, Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. Check out the DVD or Blu-ray as well as the soundtrack music CD from our catalog. Experience nostalgia and listen to the original Broadway cast recording on one of our digital resources, Hoopla. Once again, Fred Astaire and Bing Crosby performed together in 1946's Blue Skies. Over a dozen Irving Berlin songs are in this film. Are you interested in classical music? If so, search Hoopla for this musical and listen to William Balcombe play the songs. A musical that you have most likely heard or have watched is Annie Get Your Gun. It was one of Berlin's most popular musical comedies that opened up at the Imperial Theater in New York in 1946. 
The movie came out in 1950, starring Betty Hutton and Howard Keel. One musical number that stood out was There's No Business Like Show Business. You can listen to the classical music artists present the songs from this musical, also on Hoopla. A 1948 film that I have watched numerous times is Easter Parade. And that's the one I have seen. Yes. <laughs> and I watch it every every season. Yeah. Yes. The movie stars Fred Astaire, Ann Miller, and Judy Garland. This gem is available for checkout from our catalog in DVD or Blu-ray, and the digital soundtrack is available on Hoopla. Speaking of, there's no business like show business from 1954. I can just hear Ethel singing it now. This musical starred Ethel Merman, Donald O'Connor, Marilyn Monroe, and Mitzi Gaynor. You can listen to the soundtrack from the musical on Hoopla. Now this brings me a little bit of excitement. Just to talk about my all-time favorite movie, and I'm not kidding, it's my all-time favorite. 1954's White Christmas. In this film, Irving Berlin's songs and dances are performed by two happy couples who discover that love, played by Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, and the dancer extraordinaire Vera Ellen. Watch this masterpiece and you will hear the best things happen while you're dancing. Count your blessings instead of sheep. Snow, 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 blue skies, white Christmas and more. It is a must-watch when it comes to holiday movies. The film is available for checkout from our catalog in Blu-ray and DVD, as well as a soundtrack music CD. Search Hoopla to listen to Irving Berlin's White Christmas original cast recording while you follow along in the songbook as an ebook. If you have interest in learning more about Irving Berlin, Go ahead and check out our catalog. There is a book called God Bless America, the story of an immigrant named Irving Berlin, as well as Irving Berlin, New York genius. And go ahead and search our digital resources for more on Irving Berlin. Uh, you can even listen to various artists such as Bing Crosby, Ella Fitzgerald, Fred Astaire, Pat Boone and more sing Berlin's songs. Remember, Hoopla gives you 15 borrows per month with your library card. So I will say, I don't think I've ever seen White Christmas. I know, I know. Oh. I think it's on Netflix, and I think I try to play it, and then I just don't do it. I will do it, though. <laughs> I, guess, I guess one thing um, that really probably grasps me as a young adult is that my dad was in World War II. He was not in the European theater. He was in the Pacific theater, but my uncle was in the, the European theater. And it starts out that the, during World War II. So, and then evolves into post-war. Gotcha. So, but the Technicolor and everything is just beautiful. I just, it's just a happy film. Yeah. And it's, it's a little funny too, so. You, I'll, I'll bug you this Christmas about that. I'll watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So one of the things that kind of like drew me to musical is the range of songs and voices that you hear. 
Um, so according to Miss Mojo, you can just search on YouTube. These are the top 20 hardest Broadway songs to sing. Number 20 is Climb Every Mountain, Sound of Music. She 19 is She Used to Be Mine, Waitress. Number 18 is Made of Stone, Hunchback of Notre Dame. 17 is Rainbow High, Evita. And 16, Confrontation, Jekyll and Hyde. Number 15 is Rose's Turn and Gypsy. 14, Pity the Child from Chess. 13, So Much Better, Legally Blonde. 12, Your Fault, Into the Woods. And 11, I'm Here, The Color Purple. And now we're up to the top 10. Number 10 is I Am the Very Model of a Modern Major General by the Pirates of Penance. Number 9, Memory, Cats. 8, Guns and Ships, Hamilton. 7, Bring Him Home, Les Miserables. 6, And I'm Telling You I'm Not Going, Dream Girls. Number 5 is Agatha's Man. I Only Want to Say. From Jesus Christ Superstar. Four, Defying Gravity from Wicked. Three, Getting Married Today from Company. Two, The Phantom of the Opera from Phantom of the Opera. And lastly, number one, Glitter and Be Gay from Candy. So most of these songs have high notes and wordy lyrics and opera. So the opera, you can definitely see in Phantom of the Opera. Wordy lyrics, I know Guns and Ships Hamilton has that. And then I'm a very model of a modern major general, the Pirates of Penance, and like Your Fault, Into the Woods. Those are like really wordy lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the other ones is like, you know, Memory was that high vocal sound. But a lot of these I've never heard of. Like, I've never heard of Jekyll and Hyde being a musical, chess, but if you go and search, like, YouTube, Miss Mojo, she actually has the songs playing and see the stage versions of them. And she also has, like, a whole bunch of other, like, lists, too. Okay, very cool. So check that out. So why do we love musicals? So I think it's just from my childhood. Like, I remember my mom, you know, taking us to the library, and she would get us musicals, so we watched, like, all the classics. And then with my Aunt Paula, um, we went to the Cleveland Playhouse um, twice a year. One for my birthday and one for Christmas. So that was kind of our thing that we saw together. And then I just showed you all my playbooks. Well, not all of them, but most of them. Oh, impressive. I wish you all could see them. She even has the ticket stub and everything. You can see where I sat. Yes. The price of the seat. (laughs) Very, very, very cool. I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah, it just, like, brings back memories with my aunt. It was just something that we used to do all together before I moved here. And then in Boston, I would see musicals by myself. I wouldn't waste money on my husband, you know. That's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You'll enjoy it (laughs) a little bit better. (laughs) Somebody's not sitting next to you going, okay, is this about over? (laughs) Which he has done a couple times. (laughs) Though I, I have seen very few stage musicals in my life. In recent years, I did go to the big screen theaters to see White Christmas and Singing in the Rain. I really enjoyed those on the big screen. 
I do enjoy watching most musical films, though I do prefer them to be in color, but most of those are, are later on um, in the 50s and 60s and beyond. Uh, I just watched The Music Man from 1962 this weekend. Uh, obviously that was in color and right here in River City, which isn't even a real town in my home state of Iowa. So uh, I've got to get busy and start watching all the 40s musical comedies that are on my DVR. <laughs> so some of my favorites that I have seen um, was Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys was like a really simple set, but I think I've seen it like three times already. I just love Jersey Boys. And then I saw the movie, and the movie's okay, but yeah, stage, top notch. Um, Hamilton, obviously. I hated the Hamilton soundtrack when I first listened to it. So I was like, what is this? That's not a musical. But then I listened over again and then, you know, Lynn Manuel Miranda and now it's on Disney Plus, which hopefully we'll get on DVD soon for the library. Probably like later this year. I think I, it's coming on DVD. I'm waiting to see that. I I can hardly wait. <laughs> I have seen it on Disney Plus like I don't know how many times, at least 10 or 12. I would just keep watching it. My husband also would just be like, stop it. But Hamilton is great. It doesn't seem like it's three hours when you're sitting there, but it's it's good. And then one that I wasn't going to see, but my sister-in-law saw was Beautiful, the Carol King musical. I saw that in Boston, and that was just fantastic. Because I really didn't know her songs. And then when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. And I grew up with those in the 70s, so she was someone that was always on the radio, so yeah, I like her. I like her music. And then there's obviously musicals, you know, that kind of like a miss. Um, so I like Mamma Mia, but when I saw it on the stage, it was not good, and thankfully the tickets were free. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Me and my cousin saw it. It was just like the lead actress was terrible. And it was just, I don't know, it just didn't translate well into the stage. I think the movie's better. And then I saw Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and that was just, it was violent. A lot, it was not for kids. Definitely not what I was expecting. I've watched that movie, but it's been a long time ago. And then, like, other movies translate well into musicals. Like, I saw School of Rock, and that was really good. And Legally Blonde and Mean Girls. It was entertaining. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed them all. Yeah. I've just seen those on on TV so so now we have a whole bunch of resources at the library to fulfill your musical needs um, so we have books um, Hamilton Revolution by Lin-Manuel Miranda um, we have the secret life of American musical how classic Broadway shows are built that's kind of interesting like you know this is this way and it's kind of like formulaic and then we both looked at the movie musical by Janine Bassinger and that was good. It's a big, thick book, but it's interesting to read. After I was done with it the other day, I put it out on your display. I think it might be gone. So, so other people like yeah, musicals it, besides Roxy and I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then on DVD, um, so I haven't seen this, or I, I didn't see it before I got it from the library, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. But I thought that was highly entertaining. I loved it. I was, uh, It was so great. And Meet Me in St. Louis with Judy Garland. Yes. That's classic. Um, Singing in the Rain, you mentioned. Yes. And I actually saw that at the Baltimore Orchestra, and they played the music. And then they played the movie. Fun. It was really cool. And then um, we have contemporary musicals like La La Land, which I think it won the best picture, I think, back in the day, a couple years ago. 
I can't remember. It might have. I'm not sure. That's with Emma Stone. Yes, I've seen it. And then the classic My Fair Lady. Oh. Which I saw. I think it was off-Broadway. My one and only visit to New York City years ago. But yes, I've seen all of those on DVD as well. And then on our website, mcldaz.org, we have a whole bunch of electronic resources. On Hoopla, do you want to guess how many soundtracks we have that are Broadway musicals? Hmm. Um, I'd say 100? We have 162. Oh, that's awesome. So if you go to like categories, I think you just click musicals and it'll list all of them. So some of my favorites, Mean Girls, there is Cinderella, uh, Legally Blonde, and there's Beetlejuice. And then there's also ebooks. We have The Musical Misfires, Three Decades of Broadway Musical Heartbreak, and A Sound of Music Facts book. All about the history of the sound of music and the Von Trapp family. So pretty cool Which, stuff. Yes, that that is definitely an interesting um, history on that family and the movie. I don't know if it can get much better. So. Yeah. So the items that we talked about today, they're available on our website, MCLD. You can request them online and you can come into the library. Um, Thank you to everybody for listening. Kelly and Roxy from the Northwest Regional Library signing off. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ. 